Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to NS9 Post Game Show on Pittsburgh Baseball Now. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Tyler on the show. I can always it's count been a while, on you, man. unlike Jim, but it has been a while. Hey, a new background. Yeah. Again, much it's of why it's house. been a while. Again, I can understand, though, why you've been away, but maybe you can tell us, you know, dodge yeah. a little bit. So I bought a house. Um, and there it I is. I got my new little post game show office area we got some work to do here but it'll do for now better internet it's a big thing here yeah better than whatever that thing was before right i'm not stealing in it from mcdonald's anymore <laughs> nice but i mean look the internet connection is even better where you're at now i can see you you don't look like a potato yeah congrats on the house I mean, by the way yeah, I mean, we're in. I've spent the last week just doing stuff for it, so. <laughs> I just read the comments and it just sidetracks me. Yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah, As, uh... That's where I'm at. That's why I'm talking about the house I bought. <laughs> why you guys even bother doing this? Yeah, I mean, I guess we should talk about this Pirates game that we're doing the post-game show for. The Pirates lose again. Yeah. Not surprisingly, to the Phillies, two to one today. Uh, once again, does go into extra innings. Once again, the bad team finds ways to lose, and that's literally what happened today. Um, you know, to briefly sum this game up, two actually decent pitching performances. You know, the lack of offense really helps the the other side out a bit. But um, you know, like it wasn't just like this. The, the team did get obliterated. You know, they certainly had a chance to win. And much like last night, they found a way to lose, and they did so. Um, where Boy, do you want to kick this thing to off today? Tonight. Jeez, they found a way. They found a way to lose tonight. Um, you know what? Let's just start here. Mitch Keller did not have. It feels like we're talking about this once, like every two weeks, because he looks really good, and then he looks bad. But he's still. The difference is that we're getting results out of him now. Before it was two bad starts, he come back. We'd find a little hope because he looked okay. Now it's he's getting results even when he doesn't look good. And I think the stuff did look all right tonight. Like the slider worked well. The two seamer was moving. He just didn't one, he didn't have the command, and two, he just he he was getting squeezed early. And I know I looked up in like the fourth inning and he was at like 50 pitches. How the hell did this happen? He threw like 30 in the first. <laughs> 20, yeah. but somehow he survived six innings. Another quality start. I think that's four in a row for him. He's really putting it together. Like it's one positive I can take out of this entire thing. But the thing is, it's an absolute positive. And, and not to go, I mean, to add on to like what you're saying, it's not even the, the fact that like he's, 
he puts together. Like before it was a bad start, good start, bad start, good start. You know, the old Mitch Keller we knew of imploded. Like he had an outing like tonight where things weren't there and he just implodes. And what you're seeing right now is like this stuff doesn't bother him anymore. I mean, not to try to be a psychologist again, you know, and get into the mindset of Mitch Keller, but it's like all the mentality stuff that was in the past, right? That you talked about the reason why it goes down the triple a double a whatever. And, um, Oh God, now I forget his name. The old pitching coach, Joel Hanrahan. Yeah. Hanrahan. Right. I mean, even Hanrahan is talking about it a bit. Like I just need him to go out there and just throw, you know, like you're not seeing that Mitch Keller anymore. I mean, the confidence he has now, you know, the makeup now, you like that. And right today, this stuff wasn't all there, but like on top of it too, you're talking about the sinker. I mean, it's nice when things aren't there, you can allow hits to happen. Your defense help you out and such a um, couple things of note, which this was to the Fox broadcast actually. So of the 20, now I'm going to get this wrong. I think um, of the 29 hits off his two seamer, 26 have been singles. I believe is what I saw on the broadcast. Um, tonight he did give up a home run, a solo shot, which again, that's also something new, right? Every home run was like a three run shot because he allowed two base runners on by walks. So a solo shot today, his fourth home run since um, May 29th. So like he's keeping the ball in the park. He's limiting damage. Even when his stuff isn't there, he can get through and keep you in a game as shown tonight. Yeah. I do think if we look at it, there might be something to do with the ball. Like, obviously, he's able to go back to the two-seamer because baseball changed. But, man, he's finally got an out pitch that he can go to. We saw in the first inning, he had the bases loaded. The Phillies just did absolutely dumb things tonight. Even dumber than the Pirates, and they still won. Yeah. But he was able to work through that. The, The slider still looked fantastic tonight. But he's got a fastball that he can lean on a little bit. Um, when guys are on, he can get that ground ball now. Mm-hmm. And that's that's been so valuable to him. I mean, even the home run, I think it was a four-seaver that he just left up. But it was a solo shot, like you said. So we're seeing, I mean, he's in the threes of an ERA since he switched this two-seaver. Like, it's mid-threes. Oh, yeah. And that's a very, very valuable pitcher that you can have in your roster. With, I think, four years of control, maybe three, probably three. I think he's a free agent in 2026, if I remember correctly. That's a guy that, that you sounds can about really, right. you can keep around for a long time that is really coming into someone. Yeah, three, three, two ERA since uh, throwing the two seamer for Mitch Keller. That's fantastic. And again, I mean, that's right. That's fantastic. That's that's more than you could ever expect up from Mitch Keller. I mean, seeing that, seeing that it's a, a long enough sample size to start really buying into it. I mean, again, we're not saying he's going to be a three, a, you know, a, a low three ERA type of guy going forward and such, but he's showing confidence and a lot of confidence. And um, like, what more can you ask for from Mitch Keller? So honestly, I he's mean, looking like probably a number two type of guy right now. Yeah like we all envisioned he would be right now as anthony asked how many top 100 prospects would it take for you to trade away keller at the deadline um i'm not trading keller t- t- tie 
Ty, I'm not. Uh, I'm not trading him. And I, there's going to be rumors coming out about Mitch Keller. Probably, I'm not trading him. Yeah, I've I've seen uh, this. I've seen not, this movie. Not any involving top 100 there. prospects, right? No, there's there's no way a team is giving up enough to get to get what it would take to trade him. I'm fully with you. This kind of goes into, I think it's a good segue, not that we're going to talk about a lot tonight, especially, or just right now in general, but like everything we talked about with like Joe Musgrove, you're not just going to make the trade right now because if anything, you want to hang on to him and maximize the return. If you do, even if you are entertaining trading him, you're not going to do it now. If this is what you believe in. Yeah. But the, even with Musgrove, we're, that was two years ago. At this point, the Pirates really should be looking at a year, maybe two. We don't want to, but maybe two out of contending. You need a Mitch Keller on your staff. This is who he is. Like Joe Musgrove, you can make the argument because the contract's coming up. He's going to be a free agent. I don't like the argument, but you can make it. With Mitch Keller, you have time. This is a guy that you want in your rotation going forward for the next competitive Pirates team. Yeah. No, and that's not even an argument here I'm having with you at all. Like, I want Mitch yeah. Keller because I want Mitch Keller. But if you're even entertaining the fact of trading Mitch Keller, I don't think now is even the time to do it. I think you want to give him a little more exposure to this, maybe have a little more backing, right, um, in, in thinking that Mitch Keller is this type of guy before you even entertain it. So like you're saying, even if you do, you're not going to get the value in return of what you really should get. Because this is going to be another guy you look in a couple of years and say, why do we give up Mitch Keller for just this package? Uh, but regardless, anyways, yes, Mitch Keller, very, very good start tonight um, due to the fact that he, he didn't have his, his great stuff with him. So good job by Mitch Keller. Again, he does go six full innings, one earned run by the solo shot, five hits, three walks, three strikeouts. ERA is down to 4.37 on the year. I mean... I think it was last start. He was down to like four or seven at one point before everything imploded. But yep. everything's, I mean, even four, three, seven in this era, I'll take that. Even as a sure. mid, like a mid rotation guy, I'll take it. And he's Absolutely. definitely been different. I'm full blown so, on that boat again. I'm, I'm, buy, I'm buying all the stock I can. I'm on I'm on the jet ski. Like it's tagging me along, you know, and I'm I'm creeping up a little more and more. I, I'm here for the ride. That's for sure. Yeah. Like I said, I want to see where this season, you know, takes me. But by the end of the year, I'm pretty confident that I'm gonna be saying, you know what? This is kind of Mitch Keller. This is pretty much what he is right now. And heading into 2023, I think we got a good pitcher on our hands. So that cross one guy off. We got one good pitcher, and I'm pretty, pretty sure we'll be saying the same about JT Brubaker. So there's two guys you can cross on that list. Maybe three. If they re-sign one. So there's two guys you can cross off that list. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, Miss Keller, you're riding that jet ski. I'm driving that goddamn boat. Uh, all right. Well, just... I hope you're sober enough. Don't don't crash this boat, Tyler. We need Mitch I, Keller to be good. Hey, I'm I'm not weaving in and out. I'm not trying to get you off that jet ski. I'm driving straight. Good. I'm pulling like your to ass hear. ahead. Straight to contention. <laughs> All right. So Mitch Keller, good. 
Do we need to get into the rest of the game? Can we end on that? Can we just yeah. say Mitch Keller was yeah, good? We get here. Stop the show. Let's wrap this thing up. <laughs> Stop the count. All right. Let's move on. So, I mean, theoretically, the rest of the bullpen did their job. Manny, yeah. Benny Walos came in. <laughs> he got through it. Underwood came in. Humans. He got through it. Crow looked better than last night. I'll put it that way. So that's when Will Crow came in. It's about the time my buzz started setting in. So that's when I about tuned out. I feel bad for you, man. Like you lasted all that time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. And then I looked sucks. up and was like, oh, man, this is a quick game. This is about yeah. 930 then. And then I looked back up and the pirates were being pirates. Yeah, well, they had index. So, again, I guess going to Will Crow, you know, I talked last night how Will Crow, he's been a kind of shaky a little bit. You mentioned that I think the last time we were on as well. Last night was kind of the same. He gave a couple, you know, hard hits. Tonight was better. So that was a little more effective. He looked better as well. Uh, scoreless, no hits, a strikeout. Anything that stood out for you from Crow that you want to talk about? I mean, not really. I think he's kind of in the Bednar category where he might be overused. I know he's a starting pitcher, but he's not used to being used in the way he has been. You know, it's it's a lot different going from that five-day rest or whatever it is to you're going two innings every other day like he has been all of this year. Um, right. right. Velocity's still been there. It's just a lot of it seems to be command issues with him. We saw better tonight. It, I mean, he's just going to be shaky because the same way with Bednar, they're just going to have to use him more than they should. Right. And, of course, Bednar coming off the injury. Will Crow hasn't been injured yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> as we know. But, uh, but right. As far as we know. But, but you're right. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, obviously, he pitched a lot more innings last year, but he's pitching a lot more frequently now used a lot like you said in multi-inning roles that's what we felt we honestly like we felt that's what kind of did in bednar not as much as he's being used a lot but also going to three innings and such and that's just what will crow does for the most part you know now back-to-back -back nights only one inning a piece but back-to-back -back nights he is used a lot you know so maybe this is something like you're saying like maybe in the next year he could be a little bit better because hopefully they have a better bullpen there's more guys that you can trust and use opposed to just going to Crow and uh, Bednar and such. So I get it. Um, and another guy to add to that. Go ahead. So that's one of the things about the way the Pirates are using relievers that's a little bit concerning. I don't know that we've really seen relievers in Major League Baseball go the multi-innings recently. Like I, I look back at like a Chris Davinsky with the Astros that yeah, he threw a ton. I think he threw over 100 innings with them in relief the one year and he was lights out, and then he just fell off a cliff. I was going to say, and then he was terrible, right? Yeah, he was awful after that. So right. it's it's definitely a lot different coming out of the pen where you're being used more in a long relief role, but not really, and you're throwing every like third day maybe. And it's something that probably needs to be monitored more than the Pirates are, but they just don't have options. That's true. No, it's very true. 
and that's why I was going to uh, segue into this, you know, as far as, again, getting more options into the pen and such. So De Los Santos came in. I know he technically, like, gave up a run. It wasn't earned, right? And Chavis, thanks for the bad throw to third <laughs> for uh, scoring it. Obviously, again, it's the extra inning, so there's a guy in second. So we already have that in place. So any hit pretty much drives in the guy, right? Now, mind you, Chavis has a bad throw to third. Hayes can't handle it. Gregorius scores. Like, you're not going to put any blame on De Los Santos in that. Um, but he does go out there. And other than that, one, two, three, like, they're out of there. So, I mean, he looked good on the mound today as well again. So, it's nice. I'm liking what I see out of De Los Santos. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. Um, I Honestly, with everybody – when they come in an extra innings, I'm just throwing out the window. I think that if you come in an extras, just toss it. It's worse shit. I mean, there's still stuff you can take from it, but like numbers wise, it's a fake inning. Sure. It's a fake inning. <laughs> it is. It is like, to a degree. Come on. You're putting a runner on second. Nobody's used to it yet. Yeah, strike them out. Be mentally tough. No, it's different. I, I just throw that one for De Los Santos out the window. Right, he's been fine. He's been actually good. Not fine. I agree. He's been good. That's but another guy where, like, at the end of the year, I'll look back and I feel pretty confident. I'll be like, you know what, De Los Santos, I'm going to pencil him as a trustworthy reliever for 2023. Yeah, it's almost reminiscent of Rich Rod whenever he first came up and had a really good year, and he was just yeah. like a lower leverage role. Like a guy that just hanging around there and it's like, you know what? I could maybe see him being a part of this team in the future. That's a good way of putting it. I'll say also the difference is like seven years <laughs> and also a lot also, being like DFA'd from the Orioles. Yeah. And I mean, there's also the fact that De Los Santos has a lot better stuff. True. Because Rich Rod just didn't have a lot of really good stuff and then of course we found out a lot no. of it was because it was juiced so yeah hopefully Harry isn't he loved him some spider tack I was, I was just gonna say that part too yeah it's a combination of basically yeah. nothing skill wise at all However, <laughs> really a good pitcher <laughs> yeah but the situation of him being a low leverage reliever that you could maybe count on right with some enhancements yeah. Right. All those um, enhancements, he still threw 92. Yeah, just crazy. Um, but I, I guess I get the idea of what you're saying, right? Like he's in low leverage right now, but you can certainly see he probably could be effective. Like we're I mean, we're intrigued by Rich Rod and he became that. Yeah. So I, mean, I can certainly see Gary De Santos going in his footsteps in that sense. The bullpen's hopefully starting to come together for the future. It's just annoying that it's taking as long as it is to build a bullpen. Yeah. It's just like, lacking like shit. another piece. Like, this I feel like you hard. got you got Bednar, you got Crow, you know, those De Los Santos. Like there's one man who could just hold it all together. Who's in triple A by the name of Holderman. <laughs> like if he was here, but he's just in triple A still because 
I, I understand. I get it. But but again, like with that four going into next year, um, that's something where I look at and say these these group of four guys, I can feel pretty confident and safe in using them. And then that's going to take a lot of stress off of Bednar and Crow, uh, and, and of course the other two that we just mentioned as well. So yeah, yep. I mean you hope so, but it's also why is it taking so long to build a bullpen? Well, why is it it's taking so hard. long? To, to have guys team. not named Greg Allen or Josh Famey are batting second in the lineup. But why on God's green earth are we on national television and hitting Greg Allen second with our six, seven alien looking shortstop on the bench? Let's talk about the cruise thing first. Because there was a lot of discussion on Twitter, people going back and forth in regards to that. So, you know, obviously, O'Neill Cruz gets the night off tonight. There is a lefty. So, Ranger Suarez took the mound. Um, had a fantastic year last year, by the way. This year hasn't been the same guy. Um, albeit, if this is the first time you're watching him tonight, how he carved up the Pirates, you would think he was like Max Scherzer. Uh, but he isn't. But, uh, you know, he's, he's normalized this year. It's not as if you're facing, like, this devastating left-hander. It's Ranger Suarez basically his second full season in the majors he's good but it's not like he's great um but yes so o'neill cruz on national tv sits i assume you're on the side as well where it's like why were you outraged about it just kind of upset what's your take on that i was annoyed just wildly annoyed by it like why is he on the bench on a nationally televised game and why last night is he hitting seventh again? And why is Greg Allen hitting second? Just at this point, I want to know who is setting the lineup. Because if it's Derek Shelton, he must not want to have a job for the rest of his life. On no planet is any of the lineups he's put together. On no planet can he walk into a interview for a heck for a manager job and say I deserve this job there's no way everything he has done has been pathetic lineup wise and that's why it makes me question there's no way this can come from him because any manager that is 120 and 202 well 203 now is getting another managerial job he's been pathetic so it makes me think there's no way he's the one coming up with it. Like this has to be top down. There's no way a guy that is going to go in the offseason begging for a job is putting Greg Allen second. A guy that has never hit a baseball in his life. <laughs> he is Greg Allen is absolute dog shit. He's worse than Anthony Alford. Well, he's three for 25 this year since coming up to the Pirates. Three, four, twenty-five. Your two-hole hitter, three for twenty-five. He, is, he had three. a negative thirteen weighted runs created plus coming into the day, and he hit second. O'Neill Cruz and it didn't cannot... get better. No, he's awful. Like at, at the very least, I can handle Kevin Newman. I can handle him being at the top of the lineup because he's. I guess the results are there. He sucks still. It's fine. I can deal with it. 
Greg Allen blows. This guy blows. He can't make enough. If he got cut tomorrow, nobody's picking him up. He sucks. Josh Van Meter. If he gets DFA tomorrow, nobody's picking up. He sucks. Yoshi. Yoshi sucks. He'd be in Japan right. tomorrow if he got DFA'd. My so going to the cruise thing. I don't think I was as upset as a lot of other people. I mean, of course, yeah, it's national TV. It's O'Neill Cruz. He can do some crazy things, and he's in the spotlight. That That's kind of cool, right? But ultimately, when it comes down to the manager setting lineups, like all this, I mean, honestly, if I'm the manager, national TV is the very, very back of my mind. I don't care. You know, this is the lineup. This is what I need to go with. It was a lefty. I understand sitting Cruz against a lefty opposed to righties because that's where, you know, he struggles the most at. Um, but on the other side of that, I give credit, and we've talked about this because it was like back in hurdle days, I know Cruz would be sitting a lot more versus lefties. So, like, I do give Shelton credit for having him face lefties more than what we've seen in the past. Now, granted, you probably maybe just have them see it more often than, than not anyways, because for all the reasons you want to say O'Neill Cruz is struggling, he needs to not be in the lineup as much. You have your Josh Van Meters in the lineup. You have your Yoshi's in the lineup. You have your Greg Allen's in the lineup. And, and again, so like, so part of the reason, part of the thing about Shelton is I'm with you. Like, I don't understand the lineups either. Now he's given terrible players to play. He has a team that has Greg Allen, Josh Van Meter and Yoshi Tuzugo on the roster at the same time. That's a handicap. That's a handicap. That's not his fault. But what I don't understand and I keep preaching is just because you have those guys doesn't mean they need to bat second. Something I want to point out last year, and you brought up with Alfred, right? Greg, Greg Allen's potentially worse than Alfred. Last year they had Alfred. Last year they had KI Tom. Terrible players. It wasn't Shelton's fault, but mind you, Kai Tom batted second once last year. Anthony Alford batted second zero times last year. So far this year, Josh Van Meter has batted second once, Greg Allen three times. Mind you, Josh Van Meter has also batted leadoff six times. And mind you, he's also batted cleanup five times. So, like, what I don't understand is last year you had bad players. We recognize it. It's not your fault, Shelton. But you didn't put the bad players in premium lineup spots. You put them where they belong, seventh and eighth. Now, Tom batted um, leadoff, I think, three or four times. But he actually he got on base. Like, that's something Tom's strength was getting on base. He just couldn't hit. He stood up there, never swung a bat, and got on base. So... I don't even blame him so much for batting him lead off when he did. But it just seems like heading into this year, so much has changed. As much as Charrington has valued defense at the beginning stages of his rebuild, like let's get the Toms and the Alpha. Like at least they play good quality defense, help our pitching out. The defense has been out the window this year. The lineups are out the doors. Like, like nothing, this is what's bothering so much this year is like nothing's making sense in year three of this rebuild. The lineups yeah. don't make sense. I think that's, all. that's the best way to put it. Nothing makes sense. There's no rhyme or reason for anything that's being done. 
And just to go back to what I said, I'm not saying that they should set their lineup according to when they're on national TV. It's more of a just build up and build up and build up of everything that's annoying about this team. If O'Neill Cruz sits tonight, I don't, it's not a big deal. It's a lefty, a tough lefty. It's fine. But it's more that I look at the lineup and I see Greg Allen hitting second. I, Diego should probably be in a lineup against the lefty. Kevin Newman's in leadoff. I said I don't mind it, but it's still, it's another just why. I don't mind him in that leadoff. As I said, since he's come back, he's literally been the best Pirates hitter. I mean, he actually is productive, but also everyone else is terrible. Bly Madrid comes up, and he he got sent down because he couldn't hit, and they're hitting him ahead of him. What are we doing? That's the big, like, what are you doing? Give me one good reason on why you're doing what you're doing. There's no rhyme or reason for a single thing they do. Again, I just don't I don't understand the importance of the two hole. I mean, that was a whole idea of let's bat cut second opposed to the third. Get more bats. Like you pretty much want like your best hitter batting second. Analytically speaking, that's pretty much where we're at. And that's what we're seeing a lot in baseball. I mean, where does Juan Soto bat? He bats second, right? Now, granted, a lot of it's because he gets on base 95 percent of the time by walk. But regardless, like you're batting second, your best hitters most likely. How does Greg Allen fit that mold? How do you, as a major league manager, take your pencil and think Newman makes sense, and then the second name to come to mind is Hey Greg Allen? <laughs> yes, it has like makes perfect sense. Three, <laughs> remember three oh, for three now. Ah, yeah, that yes, yeah, one last night. Big hit last night. So again, I'm not going to harp. We're not going to go too much long on this lineup construction, but just it is just something that just boggles my mind. Did so let's get to the offense. We're going to do nothing but bitch about it. Well, I don't know because when this team is competitive, I'm not sure who's at the realm. <sighs> yeah. I- I hope to God it's not Shelton because they won't be competitive if he is. As much because as he harped e- on. Either way, he's terrible at lineup construction or he's just a whipping boy. And it could be both. I, I don't know. That, that's the worst thing. Again, like as much as we harped on his bullpen usage, it's gotten better this year. We've given him kudos in that regards. But it just seems as if like now it's it's something completely different. And again, I understand. Like he's given dog shit for players i get it yeah but like i can my dog poops in the yard all the time i walk to the ones that are easiest to clean up first there you go there you go <laughs> all right so with the with the um the lineup with the offense the lack of offense i should say because again they made raider suarez look outstanding tonight i mean he was perfect through three um, he ends up going six innings, three hits, one walk, eight strikeouts. Oh, boy, Pirates. So Chavis, it's a lefty. Chavis does Chavis things, except for the first, his first. Uh, yeah, that bad. was bad. Look, dumb. I mean, he. 
that ball was never in the strike zone. I think it ended up about yeah, two feet off bad. the plate, and he swung the whole way. But uh, yeah, yeah, the that, first time looked like he looked back. Yeah, that was one of those. I was guessing something different. Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he does end the day two hits. Cal Mitchell has a home run. Cal Mitchell, he's doing some things this time around. He had a yeah. home run the other night, had a home run tonight. Um, again, this is a guy I would rather see. Like, let's let's have him here. He's up here. I don't mind him being here. Um, his first time up, just saw some things, right? Then he struggled, came, went back down. But again, two home runs since coming back. He's looked um, maybe somewhat okay so far. Yeah. I'd rather see Jack Solinsky, but. He's, I'd rather see Gal Mitchell than whatever other shit show they're tossing out there. There you go. But he does have a big home run. And that's your offense. That is big. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Kevin Newman had a hit. That's your offense. I now can cease to talk about it. Four hits tonight. Yeah. Two by Chavis, one by Newman, and the home run by Cal Mitchell, was, which was the only one that mattered. That was the only run that the Pirates did score. They do have, dude. I just want the trade deadline to happen. Be careful, what like, what are we doing about. here? Can we just get to the trade deadline? Because Be at that point, hopefully, we don't have to watch this shit show. Can we? Do you want to talk about Charrington's quotes more or less? How he said that there will be a whole like roster turnover after the deadline. I, I'm not gonna lie, I missed all that. I've been moving, you know, big thing. That's true. So there's hope at the end of the tunnel. Actually, in the middle of the tunnel. August 2nd being the middle of the tunnel. I don't know what it means. I guess we'll have to wait. Theoretically, you can say that's going to happen with trades. But I'm hoping and anticipating this also means that, like, hey, you know what? We're done. Josh Van Meter, Yoshi, like, all these guys can be purged. We can move forward without them. We've made these deals. We'll bring up some of the younger talent and such. That's what I anticipate those quotes to mean. Um, and go for, but I mean, he did say it at least that there will be a roster turnover uh, once the deadline passes. So this could be the last few days that we're talking about some of these guys. Hopefully, God, I hope so. I don't buy it, but I God, I hope so. Like there, Tyler. I just want to mention watch. something. The Pirates have lost six in a row, lost two back to back extra inning games, have looked awful. And we're still here every night. We're 35 minutes in right now talking about these pirates. Damn, <laughs> I, don't I don't know how we do it. I don't know how we do it, man. Why? So, anyways. Um, Hayes still struggling. Still struggling. Yeah. It was encouraging hit seeing those two. That one game he had two hits, both up the middle. Then he had the home run. Um struggling still though i don't know that's that's rough brian reynolds probably coming back tomorrow it sounds like from the paternity leave god i hope so well no stay on the paternity leave till after trade deadline (laughs) please (laughs) keep your ass here Yeah, like make your wife stay on stay in labor for a little bit longer if you can. There you go. Is there a rule on that? I'm sure there's I not. I don't know, but let's make one up. That'd be funny. It's like FMLA, 
It's like, oh, he can't he can't actually be traded because yeah. he's on the paternity list. Yeah, please. <laughs> he's on a leave of absence. Because oh, I don't man. trust his team not to trade anybody. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Bednar, Reynolds, Keller. Yeah, I mean, you can trade Bednar. Baker. I don't care. Um, it's not that I don't care. I care what the return is. But okay. I know you and I have been open to the idea. I'm- I'm more open with it. And we've been open all due to the fact of someone put it in here. I think it was Anthony more or less about relievers and year to year stuff. Yeah. And that's why it's like, you know what? If they got a haul for Bednar, I'd be okay with it. Anyways. All right. Do we want to get out of here? Yeah. So Pirates do play again tomorrow against the uh, Phillies. It's a day game. It's 135. Aaron Nola, JT Brubaker could be a really good pitching matchup. We know the Pirates won't have an offense. So JT got to bring his stuff as JT always seems to have to. (laughs) O'Neill Cruz is hitting seventh tomorrow, right? Um, There's a righty. And Greg Allen is still on the team. Josh Vamir and Yoshi both had days off, so I expect them to be in the lineup as well. So eighth, maybe actually. Huh? I don't know if there's enough. I'm going to go with room. seventh. I wouldn't be surprised if I see eighth. Yeah. Well, there's what that show. So, all right, guys, let's get out of here. I appreciate you guys for watching. Um, I don't know why you do. Again, this no. is. I don't know why we you talk guys about them. sat through three hours and like 15 minutes of watching the Pirates game. And then you're like, you know what? Let's hear more about it. And you came on to the NS9 post game. So you guys are crazy, but I appreciate you guys. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow after tomorrow's game and we will see you then. Bye-bye. Peace out, Girl Scouts.